sorry. Here comes my <laughs> preschooler. Hey, Bubs, what's up? I want to be with you. You want to be with me? Can you be with me while I record something? Mm-hmm. Could you be quiet? That's really quiet. Awesome. Okay. That's <laughs> That's less quiet. I'm your host, Caitlin Salamini, and this is the Postpartum Production Podcast. Here, we hold conversations about the intersection of caregiving, creative practice, and capitalist production, as well as what it means to be producing art while also being a parent in modern society. Find out more at www.postpartumproduction.com, where you can also sign up for our newsletter. I wasn't planning on doing this, but I just, I woke up way too early because my daughter was sick and up a ton and I have had this nagging cold cough that apparently is not COVID or so says the COVID tests. As so many of us do during the season and especially with young children. And I just felt really tired, just tired. And I kept thinking that the world as a whole, especially as it pertains to this podcast specifically and to my own creative work, the term to me came is pushing a kind of masculine scope onto a feminine universe. And I know that it's not appropriate right now in many ways to speak in binaries like that, but I kind of just felt like I had inherited and that we've inherited these masculine forms of productivity that don't sit within a female body or a cycling through menstruation female body or a pregnant body or a postpartum body or a breastfeeding, chest feeding, nighttime parenting kind of body. And that's not to say that there aren't other bodies that also can fit in those spaces. But I think in particular, I was thinking of the ways in which there are norms of productivity that just don't work when in reality you're living in a body and in a way that doesn't fit that norm. So I think specifically, you know, I was, I've been analyzing and and working with a team to analyze ways in which to make this podcast scalable to make it at the very least self-sustaining so that I can pay our production team so that, I mean, gasp, I could pay myself for the time that I spend bringing these conversations with such incredible people into the world. And I know so many friends who are hustling with newsletters and essays and book marketing, and it just feels like there's this constant hustle culture. And Recently, a friend sent me a Rick Rubin interview where he says, you know, that there's art and then there's commerce. And I like that. And I also feel like, yes, and obviously the eternal question is how do we create art and pay the bills? And right now, sometimes I just feel like we don't. I'm thinking also of, gosh, I haven't looked at it in years, but there was a New Yorker article a long time ago that analyzed the ways in which 
artists find support and what that looks like and that how many successful artists either have, you know, money that they've inherited in some way or that they have a partner who supports them or that they have a very specific mentor who gives them opportunities that may not otherwise be available to them. And that's kind of a side note, and I'll try to link that in the show notes somewhere. But um, I think that, again, I, I recognize how immeasurably privileged I am because I do have a partner who plays the capitalist game so well and happens to enjoy it. I also had children later in life, in no small part due to infertility. And so my partner and I had saved money. We rented a cheap apartment for so many years, you know, set up IRAs that I started a business that paid me a salary for some time. And then I mothered and I mothered again and I mothered a third time. And I started this podcast on a ridiculous whim that while I was two weeks postpartum with my third child, I was determined to understand the complexities and challenges and possibilities of creating art while caregiving. But then yesterday when I woke up, at four in the morning to a sick toddler and my own cough and phlegm. And I thought hustling isn't the way. And while I know that publishing an episode a week, pushing out a newsletter twice a week and constantly engaging on social media will mean that we can reach a broader audience will mean that we could potentially get sponsorship. I just, I, I don't have that in me. I don't have it in me now or maybe ever so much in my body and my soul really is saying, slow down, just go your own pace. And it's hard because I love this and I want this to be something that I can do. And then I just have to remind myself that the long game matters. And then there's this voice that intervenes and says, what if you die before that? (laughs) I think, okay, so then I do. Because really, I want to make myself a smoothie I want to help my brother find an apartment. I want to go on my kid's field trip. I want this podcast to bring incredible voices and narratives to your ears. But how do we do all of those things? And in what pace, in what schedule, in what calendar? We're in deep winter here in the Northern Hemisphere, as I assume many of you also are. And here in San Francisco, that means that The leaves have actually finally dropped, although the cherry tree at our front steps hasn't dropped its leaves yet, which is abnormal and evidence of a warmer fall, perhaps. But I stood yesterday at the plum tree that I planted last year and I examined its buds for evidence of a promising spring. As I was standing at the plum tree, I was thinking about my newest obsession, which is with passion fruit. And I bought myself a holiday gift of a passion fruit vine that I placed in a planter outside my office window. When I was pruning its dead leaves yesterday, I thought, God, I'll be lucky if this vine fruits in two years or three. And I thought about how gardening is a long game, and I am not good at it for that very reason. (laughs) Growing things is such a long game. And then I'm like, why am I using a game analogy? (laughs) We can't win. And then I'm like, oh, we can't win. Anyway, mostly what I'm sharing with you now, I wrote in notes on my phone while my preschooler was kicking a soccer ball at my husband before school and screaming, I'm up four to zero. So yeah, winning, that's a thing. (laughs) 
If you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you also have a lot of feelings and much more well-formed thoughts on all these subjects. So I would really like to hear from you. If you're out there, if you're listening, I'd love to hear from you why you think it's worth staying the course. I guess I just need a little reminder that it's worth investing my personal savings into bringing these conversations with caregiver artists to you and to know that maybe it is art and it's not commerce and that's okay. And I think that it also means that we're not going to have an episode every week, maybe not even every other week. I don't even know. I don't know. Do we need a schedule? It's really hard to balance against what feels like such a constrictive mode of creating and of communicating, really. So with that said, this upcoming season, we will be digging in on the intersection specifically, which I'm really excited about, of birth and creativity. And connecting themes here, I was remembering that in my very long infertile period of life, when I was desperate to get pregnant, a yoga teacher told our class that you can't scratch the soil. And I was thinking as I was sitting with my new passion fruit plant that I was just so desperate to scratch the soil that I wanted it to grow, that I wanted to taste its fruits now that I couldn't wait. But I'm needing to remind myself, and I think hopefully this resonates with you as well, that there's value and that there's life in waiting. You know, as these seasons turn, our children grow. And eventually, if the fruit does blossom, I wonder if when it does, I'll remember, for example, that our youngest child currently calls passion fruit Mao Mao Chong, which is Mandarin Chinese for caterpillar. So <laughs> funny backstory. She saw the yellow and black seeds of passion fruit and they reminded her of the caterpillars that we had seen recently at Mountain Lake Park where we like to go. And she still believes now in her not yet fully baked mind that we eat caterpillars when we crack open passion fruit. So there you go. So I came on today to officially announce season three and I really look forward to what's to come. Last but not least, I wanted to pause and say a special thank you shout out to a dear friend who surprised me by sending in a Substack donation last week to the podcast. Edlin Lum, if you're listening, you inspire me to stay the course. Your donation will help compensate our editorial team and we all thank you so much. So here's to the long game. I will not be publishing episodes every week. There will be breaks. There will be cycles. I need to make this sustainable, not just financially. It's been one minute, but also spiritually for me, for my children and for you. So I hope that's okay with you listeners. And if you find that you're able to support us in any way, please do. It will go a very long way in ensuring our guests and our team are compensated for their time, for their caregiving and for their art. So thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to meeting again in Season 3. I'm your host, Caitlin Salamini, and this is the Postpartum Production Podcast. If you like what you've heard, 
please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating. This will help us reach more listeners like you who are navigating the joys and pitfalls of artistic and parenting identities. For regular updates, visit our website, postpartumproduction.com, follow us on Instagram at postpartumproductionpodcast, and subscribe to our podcast newsletter on Substack. Thank you for listening, and we are so grateful to have you with us on this journey. Postpartum may feel like forever, and sometimes it may feel very lonely, but you're not alone here. Rafa, do you have anything else to say? No, 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 no. We're not saying that. Do you have anything special to say? What would you, would you like to sing a song? Poop sounds best. It, not, not about poop. Can you sing anything that's not about poop? <laughs> How about like a real song? You know any real songs you can sing? No, okay. It's all gonna be about poop. Okay. All right. Thanks, Bubs. <laughs>